See, that's interesting yeah. because like if near okay <clears throat> so there's no good people in this game there's no good people in this you know world world right i think that's what i think that's what makes it so much more frustrating because yeah there are no good people in this world but you you have identified with these two people these are your protagonists these are the people you care about because they they might be murderous assholes on some level to somebody obviously of course <laughs> <laughs> And welcome everyone to another episode of the Emerging Gamer Podcast. A very special episode. The Cast of Us. <laughs> a Last of Us 2 spoiler cast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Neo Ayoshi, alongside Felix Ergood. This is Felix Ergood. And we have a very special guest today, and that is Doc Prefect. Doc, hey. what is up? Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, who are you, uh, and what do you do? <laughs> Tell us a little about yourself, Doc. Oh, well, uh, I'm a uh, film editor, and I also host a po- po- yeah, podcast called The Postcast Podcast. And that uh, discussion's based on? Based on film. It's based. It's all based on uh, filmmaking, editors, uh, how editors look at film, the process of editing. And uh, we kind of take it from a really kind of casual place, because a lot, of, a lot of post-production podcasts tend to be very technical and very mm-hmm. heavy-handed. So we've decided to kind of be more fun with it. Do you it end up like cr- critiquing a lot of like film editing choices and stuff? Is that? Oh uh, yeah, we go over movies a lot. We've, de- we've definitely critiqued a lot of movies. Yeah, I think and, I've, uh, I've, I've noticed you do like uh, themes. Like you'll yeah. run, run through, like you'll do like a. Mo- I don't know if you did this, but you, you you'll do like a mafia series or like a. Yeah, well, we did. Uh, we're doing in the middle. We're in the middle of a Kubrick series right now, and uh, we're. Did you all get, also? In the- did you get through Barry Lyndon? Was that? That's actually the next episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Barry Lyndon. That fucking and, movie's uh, a struggle, dude. That's a real struggle. I, I thought where it was they, great. Where can they find your podcast? Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, anywhere where podcasts are available. And that's the Postcast Podcast. Postcast Podcast. Awesome. Right. Well, it's really good to have you, man. Uh, oh, this thanks. is actually the perfect game to have a discussion with a, a person who likes film and film editing. Yeah. So, uh, so going around the table, let's 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 like knock out of the way. What did you guys think of The Last of Us Two? Uh, let's start with let's start with our guests, Doc. What did you think of it? Um, <clears throat> I thought it was a really interesting game. Um, the gameplay was really interesting. I thought the story was really flawed, um, mm. and that's really what stuck out to me because I felt like the pacing was a little jacked up uh, to put it lightly. But um, overall, the gameplay was really cool. I really liked how it evolved. Um, before I was coming, before I was going to be on the show, I kept thinking, man, like I really want to say the gameplay hasn't come far enough in seven years. But at the same time, I'm like, maybe I'm just putting, maybe that's my own bias. Cause I was, I was expecting so much from the game that when I played it, if it, Oh, keep this in mind too. I just played the first Last of Us right before this game came out, so okay. I was like really fresh off the game, and I'm like, oh, the controls feel exactly the same uh, with some new additions. But overall, I really like the game. 
I like the gameplay. I hate the story, but yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to get, get into that. We are definitely going to get into that. Um, but what did you think of like coming off of Last of Us One, like yeah. like right before this? What did you think, like transition wise? Like, did you think mm-hmm. did you think it felt good to like jump from the what like what seven year old game now into mm-hmm. this current one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of graphics and the gameplay and something. Like yeah. Um, yeah. No, I thought I thought. Uh, I was actually surprised playing it. You know, the game had come out seven years ago, so I was surprised that they, it held up so well. The first game, mm-hmm. coming into this one, it just felt like um, uh, it felt. I, uh, it's another Naughty Dog franchise, but I felt the same way going from Uncharted Three to Uncharted Four. It's like you see the massive jump in graphics and the evolution of it, um, you know, and the enjoyment of it. A little different in this game, but uh, it was you know, it got a lot better. Put it that way, you know, nice. the graphics got. Controls got better, but uh, oh, for sure. That's really um, cool, Felix. What did you think of The Last of Us Two? Uh, so I, I was, I was frustrated. I was not frustrated with the story at all. I, I was blown away by the story. I love the story all the way to the end. Um, this is, pr- is going to be a perfect discussion, then. Yeah, it's going to. It's it's good to have somebody on the show who fucking doesn't agree with me. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. And just so you know, a little prehistory on me and my friend here, Doc Prefect. We don't agree on everything. <laughs> we, sure. We've debated sure. film for a long time, so yeah. So yeah. that's where we're coming from here. Um, we'll get into the story stuff, uh, I guess, later in the episode. But uh, mechanically, I was frustrated quite frequently in this game. <laughs> oh, really? Um, and and really? I'm not saying that that ruined my experience, but what it did was take me out of the fucking cinematic narrative. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go and say that the game is completely encumbering, you know, that it just dr- dr- drugged me down the whole time. I played games like that and I don't finish them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was definitely obligated. I felt obligated to push past or ignore and neglect some of the more frustrating uh, gaps in mechanics. Um, Do you want to like point out anything specifically? Well, I, I could just elaborate. I, like I, I mentioned, like I said, going from the first one to the second one, the one mechanic that frustrated me is not having a fucking button to put a gun away. Um, and and I, it completely, okay. it completely distracted me. Also, I think I'm, I, I determined that maybe the one thing that frustrated me a lot I probably have to like just work with the slider thing that Trip Zero mentioned on our show last night. Evidently, you can go in and you can manipulate like specific difficulty sliders for all these specific aspects of the game, and I didn't know that um, yeah. because I Actually, thought I, I pointed that out. I thought that the, the that the AI in this seemed uh, fucking stupid <laughs> from time to time, and I less so. And here I have a comparison because recently I played with the AI in one on grounded, the most hard, the hardest difficulty. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away at how better the, the last of us one's AI was at figuring out where I was. It seemed very real, even though I was getting pulverized over and over again by uh, the, the last of us one grounded AI. So I think maybe if I slide it, I'm going to like it better, but I thought I definitely thought the AI was, um, too stupid compared to the last of us one on the moderate difficulty, which is what I started with. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, maybe I just have to fucking play it harder. That's yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I did. I played it on moderate as well. And I found, I did find that the enemy AI was a little easy to like work around. 
um, it, it let me just like blow past areas pretty quickly. Um, yes. But I'm sure if I cranked it up, it would have been a lot harder of a, uh, you know, I would it would have taken me a lot longer to get through the game for sure. Um, but I definitely like yeah. a lot of, the, and maybe Doc will debate this, but like I definitely liked um, uh, the composition of a lot of the sequences. The, the I call them set pieces when I'm playing a game mm. like this because that's what it is. It's a yeah. It's 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 a scene from a film or from a in this case a game but it's very very cinematic in its set piece design and i i like that uh in a, in pretty much all aspects of the first one and this one so nice um well for me personally i i enjoyed the game a lot i thought it was definitely mechanically a far improvement from the first game um the addition of the dodge button the way it, it, it you like seamlessly transition from gun to gun or to melee to to pro, going prone like everything about the mechanics felt very seamless as someone who's like in, who enjoyed metal gear solid 5 immensely like everything about it like really flowed and it felt really good and it was supported by the animations because naughty dog their animation tech and the the amount of work they put into the design of like these characters it shows like like in every sense like even in cutscenes in playing it in like in the way it feels amazing one problem i had a problem with though was the aiming and uh, i mentioned this last night on our on our our show um i always felt like i was never fully accurate with the joysticks like i don't know why the auto like there was no like snap on aim or anything like that so i felt it i felt like really getting a tough time to like get those shots off but it made me change my play style up a little bit where I would uh, like aim for legs and shoot legs out, then go in for the melee or just like random things like that. Um, story wise, I enjoyed the story. And yes, I do agree. There's a lot of weird pacing issues that happens. And overall, I can see the themes that they were playing with. And um, just like the story that they were, that they set out to tell, I think they accomplished it, even though, I know a lot of people on the internet are not satisfied with the way it went down, but uh, I think they did a really good job at telling a story that didn't necessarily need to have a happy ending, and it didn't. So right. we're, we're definitely going to get into that, but overall, I, I'd say it was an enjoyable time. I don't know if I'd, I'd ever play it again, unless years down the line I feel like it, but it's not an exactly a happy game that I know. Oh, let me pick this, let me pick this up again yeah. and see how it plays at Last of Us. But um, yeah, overall, I, I definitely enjoyed my my you know time with it. Um, so yeah. So, what do you guys want to start with? Do you guys want to do you guys want to talk about like like we already did talk about a little bit about the gameplay mechanics? Is there anything that like stood out for you guys? Like because um, like the dodge button was like a huge addition to it. Uh, uh, well, from the first game. Go, go ahead, Doc. Oh, I uh, I really liked. See, I started off hating this mechanic, and then I ended up really enjoying it as the game went on. Uh, the um, the being able to kind of cut between buildings, like our tight spots, we had to like hit the controller to do that. When I was initially playing it, I'm like, oh, this is something that's automatically done in most games. Uh, I don't know why I need to hit these buttons. This doesn't make any sense. Sure. Um, but then as the game went on, I realized how, how, you know, how often you'd be doing it. It was, it kind of created this really cool kind of, every time I did it in an action beat, it felt like a really cinematic moment. I felt like a kind of like a John McClane, like, oh, I'm cutting through this thing to get to the next spot to get, you know, to flank around somebody else. And I really enjoyed that. I really liked that a lot. I think that was a really cool addition. Although, like I said, at first I thought it was weird. Well, I, yeah. I have a question for you then, um, because that is the known, like the, 
I brought it up last night on our show. I'm bringing it up tonight. Like, mm-hmm. I played a game recently, Fallen Order, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Star, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, where when you walk up to a, a, a crevice or a hole like that that you got to get into, it just does it automatically. Yeah. And yeah. He, the only time I had a major problem with that, it's fine. I got to hit a button. What? I, whatever. I figured it out. Right. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of scenes I specifically remember when it was this part when you were playing with um, uh, Abby and you mm-hmm. were playing as Abby and you, uh, what was his name? Uh, Led, Led, um, Lev, 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 Lev and his sister were outside of this like house and there were all these clickers coming in and they were rushing me hard and I had to jump between different uh, walls and the first couple of times in that sequence, I forgot that I needed to hit that button and I nah. died, you know, like I died crushing death because of those clickers that were all coming in. So like, why wouldn't they have it that you could just push toward it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I think it puts the control in your hands when you want to decide. Yeah. I, I kind of I like, I kind of like that. And in Jedi Fallen Order, when you're talking about those scenes where they like kind of like shimmy through cracks. Yeah. Oftentimes that's used to max mask loading of, of oh, yeah, different yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this case, they're they're using it in combat form, right? So like you are in an area where they want you to like acknowledge that you have to move between the cracks to either avoid enemies or sneak up on enemies, right? Like they want you to use that. Um, so it's like different. It's like it's like a contextual thing in this case, whereas in like other games, like Uncharted does it, right? Like they they lay mass loading when you're like squeezing, you're like shimmying slowly through cracks, right? I will tell you there was once or twice in Jedi Fallen Order where I pushed through by mistake. Sure. And then I was like, oh, fuck, now I gotta go back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it sucked. Yeah, I, I actually, I really enjoyed the, like, the combat in this. And uh, the addition of the dogs, like, made it really a lot more frantic and, and like, hectic. Because it made me actually work harder to clear enemies faster uh whereas like like normally i would take my time but in this in these cases i'd be like well they're gonna track me down if i just wait long what that's because you're not like me and super brutal to killing the dogs i killed the dogs. oh no i kill oh i I definitely killed killed the dogs first i I, yeah i'm going to admit it i did it sure i mean yeah you have to Yeah. Uh, Normally, I, I'd save my bow and arrow for that for those guys, so I could silently take them out first, and then I'd you know you know you, the you know what I use you know what I used on the dogs all the time the little bombs that you make. That's terrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're so powerful. <laughs> they're so powerful. I Why would you to. do that? I just had to. <laughs> so I, it's funny you say that. I save the bombs like the mines that you drop. I save yeah. those for like the big bloaters and like those yeah. guys. I would like yeah. trick them into running over them and set like traps for them. Oh, um, you're talking about the um, the acid spewers. Yeah, like like the the he- the more heavy. Uh, there was only clicker. I, I only remember one bloater in the entire thing. The bloater is like the big giant guy who's like a tr- a, a triple clicker. That's sure. That's the ones they call bloater. And I only remember one of those. There was was there more than one? Because the one I remember is the one that was in the arcade. You know, like that. Uh, okay. Family yeah, fun was- fun center type place. Do you remember another remember. loader in the game? Because I don't remember. There was another. there was one segment where I guess these are the acid spitters you're talking about. But I dro- as Ellie, I dropped into this one area, and there was like two of them kind of roaming the hallways. Yeah, was that when you were Ellie, Ellie, Ellie with Dina? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I believe so. And yeah, you're under like a floor, and they're above you and shit at one point. 
I think yeah. so. Is one in a bookstore, like a yoga store? No, it's a, it's a it's a liquor store where you kind of you're going, you're exploring, and then you go to you drop down, and then you have to come back around and up to like unlock a door to go through it. Um, yeah, and there was one in the basement. Yeah. I think it was in the yeah. basement. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, for like those guys. Oh, I also liked the um. So like for like the uh, clicker enemies, like the the various stages of them, there was like the there was the type that was sensitive to light, right? Like the the early stage ones, right? Yeah. Like they would they would see you and then they would they would um they would come at you. And then there were like the clicker clickers, which they didn't they couldn't see but they could hear you. So that was like kind of fun to navigate between like but okay, were- take out the ones that could see first, then I could take the ones out that could hear silently. Like those are, are like you talking about I'm clickers about- or are you talking about runners? The runners could see. The runners yes. can see. Yeah. Runners could see. Yeah, yeah that's and then consistent. The clickers that was only con- heard. That was consistent with the first game. You had runners, sure. runners, and clickers, and yeah. and a third one. They had the the hunters. So all the enemy types came back, and the only new one I think was the. Wait, were those like wait, the stalk? Were those the stalkers? Like the ones that Stalk- like hid in the yeah, shadows? Yeah, I, I thought they called them hunters, but stalkers, hunters. Those are the ones that yeah. like sneak around and jump up on you. Um, those guys didn't show up on your radar on like your uh no, your not vision. at all not yeah. in the first game not in this game and they got fucking... real annoying like there was that one office building that they're all in like there's like a whole bunch of them and then they they would they just come out they smack you for like a minute and then they run away and like hide again and that got oh, really yeah. like eventually i was like you know what well they're gonna keep hiding i'll just hunt them down myself and just take them out instead of letting them waiting for them to come to me and right. sneak around yeah, uh, so that yeah. it made me change my strategy up on like how I normally deal with uh, with, with those, those guys. With those, um, I actually learned a strategy. Like if you ever do play the game through again, I learned a strategy from going back. I, I would play through it again harder, like a harder difficulty if I did. So yeah. keep this strategy in mind. I went back and played Last of Us Ungrounded. The only yeah. way to kill those fucking things on the hardest difficulty of the first game is to throw a brick at them to stagger them. Because if you throw a brick, they uh-huh. stagger, and they're a one-hit kill with a melee right after you do that. Um, mm. And I, you know, I didn't have to utilize that in The Last of Us Two on moderate, but like I know if I'm going to go through The Last of Us Two on the harder difficulty, I'm definitely going to have to goddamn use the brick <laughs> tactic where you hit them once and then fucking take lots them of down. bricks. Yeah, yeah. Just look for yeah. bricks everywhere. <laughs> where where are my bricks? <laughs> I want to touch uh, on the uh, the yeah. AI again. Because yeah. I, I I agree with uh, Felix that the uh, oh, oh, forgive the me. AI did, is. Did you play on moderate? I played on moderate. Yeah, you I did. played on okay. moderate. So we all played on the same difficulty. Yeah, um, yeah. There was points where I was literally parallel to like an enemy, and <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I'm like I I know you should be able to see me. Like he's, and, like he's getting coronavirus from you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and. And then I melee him or a stealth, a stealth kill him or anything like something like that. Whereas I realized in the first game, you could barely get anywhere near somebody. If you like just cross the line, you just they would turn around and attack you. Um, so I kind of thought that was a little wonky. But you mentioned the sliders, and I know they're there. But I, I didn't I, I even figured fucking know that. You know? I didn't know that they mm-hmm. were a part of it. I would have fucking slid something. I would have done like yeah, a, you can, enemy you can AI up. You can tweak individual levels of the game, like 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 the amount of like stuff that's dropped in the world that you can pick up to the difficulty of the the enemies to like like you can individually like change which difficulty you want that's or like how effing, hard you want. That's things. really effing mm. cool, and I didn't know that yeah. was a thing. Like Rise of Tomb Raider did that. You could slide the enemy AI to puzzle difficulty and all all wow. kinds of stuff. You could do all that in that game as well. Oh, okay. 
didn't know that in that game either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah, do want to mention one thing. Sorry. Sorry, no, I didn't cut you guys. I'm so sorry. Um, you know how everyone makes uh, makes a big deal about the rope mechanics in the game? R- you heard about this? Yeah, yeah, the rope. The fact that there's a rope. Yeah, like and you use it for yeah. some puzzles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the rope? Oh, you gotta yeah. throw it over like a. Yeah, throw it and stuff like that. Um, I think the game is like really technically amazing, but everyone is talking about the rope mechanic, and I found it really funny. If you actually use a rope mechanic and you try to swing, and you let go of the R one button, uh, the animation breaks every time. Really? Yeah. Well, because it. What- it's one function is like if you hold that. the button, you climb it, right? And then if you like yeah. let go, it it changes to like a swing. I thought it was fucking super yeah. awkward. I I, I just yeah. don't understand really- how they did that because like I don't understand why all the previous games I played with a rope, I just jump on the rope and I'm on the rope. <laughs> yeah, Uncharted Four, like as I'm I'm currently playing Uncharted Four again, they you, uh, Nate has a, a like a grappling hook with him at all times, and it has those two functions. It has the swing function, and then you can climb it, right? And it's I, I, when I saw that in Last of Us 2, I was like, oh, they just carried that mechanic over for certain parts of this game. It's done differently yeah. because I don't remember having to hold a trigger in order to move uh, to swing the rope. Did you have to do that? It's it's reverse for Uncharted. Right. It's so for Uncharted is you just swing or you hold a button to climb it. So I, I don't remember what part it was, but there was a there was a, a rope that was suspended over a fall where I would die. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess that was frequent, but like one of them I would jump on and I hadn't got the idea of the mechanic and I would like each time I would press myself uh, trying to swing and and the left thumbstick would slide me further down or like, I, yeah, I was trying to swing yeah. back and the left thumbstick would fucking <laughs> slide me down and off the rope. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck keeps happening? <laughs> I keep sliding no. into the ravine. I have to keep watching this girl die over and over again. Stop making me see her death. <laughs> That's funny. I, I actually had, I don't know. I didn't have any problems with the rope. Like there was one puzzle where I was like, what do I do with the rope for this situation? And it was like access like a secret room. Mm-hmm. And I had to like throw it a certain way so I could jump and swing on it and stuff. But like, other than that, like I, I didn't really, I didn't really have a problem with the rope stuff i think the rope was fine i just thought it was really funny that like if you let go of the swing button and you're like at the apex of a swing it just kind of janky gets back oh it just goes completely stationary like it just doesn't know what to do and it's like oh and i did it by accident because i'm not that much of an asshole but uh, i was just like oh this is weird you know yeah i just caught it, so i actually maybe i am that much of an asshole <laughs> Cool. Um, do you guys want to hop into like the, the meat of this and talk about the story? Yeah. You ready sure. for this? I'm ready. Um, I couldn't be so, more ready. Oh, yeah. So the game opens up in this winter scenario, and it kind of introduces you back to Ellie and to new characters like Dina and uh, Jesse you get introduced to. Um, and throughout, like I want to say the first two hours of the game, you get... You're 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 patrolling with with uh, Ellie and Jesse. You get reintroduced to them in Jacksonville or Jackson. Is it just Jackson? Um, yeah. And uh, what ends up happening is you end up playing this random character at certain points through the introduction um, that you don't know who she is yet. It's it, you. It's Abby. You figure out it's Abby later. Yeah. And you kind of get jump. You jump between playing these characters and this character you run into or or play as runs into Joel. And then this big moment happens where Joel says who he is. And then Abby and everyone else kind of looks around like, Oh, you know us, right? Like, you know who these people are. And then 
and then it happens. So, so what do you guys think about the scene where it was up? Well, I just wanted to ask you both of you a question. Did yeah. uh, and please be honest. Did either of you telegraph that? Because I did. I telegraphed um, the minute the minute she got introduced to me and I was playing as her. I was like, oh, not at not she, at first. Oh, the minute I saw her, the second I saw her, I was on my live stream when I when it happened. I went. She's having, she has a. She's introduced and she's having a conversation with Owen, right? Right. And like they briefly talk about like, oh, he might be here. Like that's what they're that's what they're talking right. about. And right. The minute she well, you saw them looking at Jackson mm-hmm. from from a window of a, a place. You know. Oh no 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 no! It was like they left the house. Outside, they yeah. left the cabin they were sleeping in. They went down to like a cliff. They looked over and then they saw Jackson because they were like right near. But the minute I saw that they were looking at Jackson and they were talking about he's there, I went. She wants to kill Joel. He fu- he mm-hmm. fucked her over. Now I didn't guess. I didn't guess who he had fucking. I couldn't. I didn't guess that until I don't even fucking know when. It was way la- way that. later. I couldn't figure out what her reasons or motivations were. Did either of you know her reasons or motivations? Could you guess that? Uh, not at not at first. I managed to avoid all spoilers of this because yeah, I saw a lot none. of I saw like leaks. I mean, a bunch of leaks. You saw all the leaks. I saw all the leaks. I watched all. Oh man! So like none of this, none of this was like a surprise. What to were you, you spoiled like, oh, on well, first? What were you spoiled on first, Doc? Everything. Like it, it, it does all the major beats. Like you know, like Joel dying and everything like that, and you know. Um, so what did you so. guys think of Joel dying, or the way the way they handled Joel's death in this? Go ahead, Doc. Oh, I thought it was bad. Uh, I mean, just uh, just bad acting. No, no, the acting's amazing. Like, all the technical aspects of it are fantastic. The cutting, the 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 pacing of the individual scenes uh, is amazing. That's all great. That's all great. But what, it's but, more about but, but, story but, construction. So you don't like that they fridged Joel? Yeah, fridged, yeah. <laughs> they fridged him. They technically did, didn't they? No, I have no problem with Joel dying. Joel dying. It, it, okay, actually, that's a really loaded topic because i have a problem with joel dying in the second game because usually the mentor figure either dies in the first in like in the second act of the first outing or the in some point in the third film either the motivation for the third or maybe the third story um that becomes motivation you know so him dying in the second one i guess you can make that happen that's fine but it's more about how they constructed the sequence to get him to die which just it, he he just feels very unlike the main character. Friend, I'm sure everyone's heard this on the internet, but he is very much like not the Joel that you know from the first game, and even not the Joel from this game's flashbacks. Because even mm-hmm. like in the second flashback with Ellie, he's like, "Oh, put your mask on. You might see somebody you don't know." So that mentality doesn't really connect to you know. Hey, I'm this is this is yeah, I'm Tommy he, and this is Joel. Essentially, know? he and Tommy save Abby. Yeah, pretty much. And then you spend the whole time like fighting with them, like, yeah. as Abby. Like, well, and then it, that's not yeah. fighting, like running from shit. Well, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like a section where you're like kind of like defending Joel as Abby as they kind of find out exit of this this like ski lift area, right? That's like yeah. where they are. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. you get to the cabin, and then every and then all that goes down. Um, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Doc. Oh no, no, I was just saying. Yeah, I mean, like it's just no. There's I, I can go on. Don't you want me to go on? Um, well, did, did, so, did you not find it plausible that 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 he would behave the way he behaved in it? Like he he behaved almost like he was letting it happen, right? Is yeah, pretty much. And right. it was it was weird because it was really the it was really the moment of like Tommy being like, "Hey, this is, I'm Tommy. This is Joel. We live in Jackson." 
you know, or whatever it may be. Uh, I forget the exact lines, but even that seemed weird. And then when Joel, oh, I, I got it. I know exactly what you're yeah. saying because in the first game, Joel wouldn't even fucking pull over for somebody. Yeah, he yeah. went pull over. He almost killed. Uh, I think Sam was his name. I forget or or forget the character. No, Sam was the brother. Henry. He almost kills Henry. He almost kills Henry again after he's you know uh, after they escape the city and they're outside. He wants to kill Henry again because he feels like he betrayed him. But pretty much Joel was always a character that was really guarded, really, you know, uh, hesitant to be around people. And I get the idea that he's been in Jackson for four years, but... I do I do yeah. think the flashbacks that you do see with Joel as well, like, why is you're playing as Ellie? I think that actually does support his, like, kind of, I would say, growth in character over time. Because he, he seems a lot more relaxed. He seems a lot happier now that he's in Jackson with Ellie. You yeah. get you get the lovely you know that lovely flashback in the museum. You mm-hmm. get the flashback when Tommy teaches Ellie how to snipe, and then yeah. they they go together and like he wants to talk to her about like guitar and stuff and all that stuff. And I do think it kind of supports to where his character ends up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like I don't fully disagree with how they killed Joel. Like I I think killing Joel is. It's like unfortunately because of the fridge, the fridge uh, trope that we have now. I think it's a good way to kind of it's a good way to motivate Ellie right into into sure. the revenge plot, which what this, that's oh. what this game is. It's a it's a kill bill plot, right? Like it's kill yeah. bill. You, you, you know, can, you can fridge dudes. Fridging was about. Like, oh, yeah. We're not taking that away from women. No, definitely not. Definitely. People don't like the fridge the fridge trope because it's it's a bad motivation to give a character oh. right like to to give mm-hmm. them that propelling I mean, it's, motivation. It's a, it's a tired trope. To drive a, a yeah, revenge plot, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. people don't like that about the fridging mechanic yeah, or the fridging story point. What what, but, what what could you imagine it could have been? What could have been different? Uh, nothing for because the story? because the main theme of this game I, be- I believe it's not revenge or like revenge is bad. I believe it's the cycle of violence. That is, that is what I think this game is talking about. And the way it does that, and I'm, I guess I'm going to kind of jump around now, you play through Ellie's section of the game, right, where she's doing Seattle Day 1 through 3, and you watch her learn about D- Dina getting pregnant, you watch her like get angrier and angrier, and she's driven to find Abby and find the WLF people who contributed to Joel's death, right? That's her motivation. And you kill dogs, you you kill undiscriminately kill all these people fucking, just to get to Abby. She's right? fucking murderous. Now, now this is this yeah. is actually going to ruin the ending of the game because she kills so many people, right? Like she just kills everybody in her way. She kills uh what's her name? The the Mel. Nora. She kills Mel. Nora. She kills oh, Mel. Yeah. Owen like she kills all these people by oh, the end. Owen is yo yeah. uh, Doc. Owen is played by uh, the kid from uh, Almost Famous. The main, oh, really? the main kid, oh. yeah, grown up. Yeah, oh, I love that guy. Oh, well, damn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that's I didn't, neat. I didn't know that until tonight when I was looking at the wiki. I was like, oh wow, oh. that's cool. His name's Patrick Fu- Fugit or Fugit. I'm not really sure how you pronounce sure, his name. Sure, sure. I mean, he's like one of the few like decent characters in the, in the game so that's nice yeah he's, he's a very likable yeah. character too yeah um, yeah but we'll, we'll get to like abby's whole thing because that's going to be like a whole thing in itself because sure. the game switching to the because they purposely make you hate abby in the beginning right you love joel from the first game everybody loves joel all the reviews that that don't like the story are like 
why would you like more or less they're like why would you kill joel this way or why do it in general and then make us play as his murderer right like that's that is a huge huge point of the game it's insanity it's forcing on you right like it's like forcing this 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 on you and that's another complaint i hear about the game which is the game doesn't offer you any choice you have to kill these people like Mm. there's like it gives you prompts to just kill people and it's much Mm. like the ending of the first game where it doesn't give you any choice either joel kills these doctors and saves ellie at the end of the game and then he lies to her about about her you know about the circumstance of him saving her yeah, but um, g- gamer agency has never mm-hmm. been for me an issue with a naughty dog. Like I played four Uncharted games and didn't expect them to give me gamer agency. Like, I never right. had it. It was a sto- It was a cinematic. I look at these as interactive movies, so it's like right. somebody else's story, and I'm playing it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. the choice you're going to make you know, for whatever what I'm for whatever reason. This game gets a lot of criticism for not offering you the choice, which I've noticed. It doesn't give you the choice. I think it would get less criticism for choice if it was well written. Mm. You know, so, because it's it's just it's okay. That's a that's a really blanket ahead. statement. So yeah, let me like I, I, I want to unpack that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 unpack that. Yeah. So if you look at it, if you look at the games, the whole entire game. If you, I'll tell you one choice right now. If the game gives you one choice. This is the only one he needs to give you is at the beginning of the game, after Joel gives his, you know, his recap of the first game, either give you the choice to pick Abby or Ellie and play through the story, Resident Evil two style. And I guarantee you that would solve so many problems for people because when you're playing as Ellie and you're getting to this, you're getting to this major plot point of what's going to happen in their confrontation. You cut to 10 hours of Abby and that in itself just breaks the story so much. And then not only does it break the story, it breaks the gameplay because now you're starting over again in mm-hmm. every way, shape and form. And that in itself is just like insanity. You know, did you hate the changeover when it happened? I mean, you said you hated the whole story. So were, were, were you pissed? Well, I want to put this down when they no, no, suddenly are no, playing. No, no, no. no, I was just, it was just, I had no problem playing as Abby. I mean, um, I thought it was just a really weird place to put it. And I really, and I really, cause I really didn't care about her story. And not, and not only that, her, oh, her entire story doesn't contribute to the overall narrative. It gives you a lot of backstory on her, but it doesn't push the story forward in any real way. So to play, to, like, if it, or even if they had broken it up to where you played uh, Abby's sections, concurrently you know where you play day one abby day one ellie day you know like something along those lines that, uh, to me that would mess the pacing up even more i you're think. right i think they, they did would. it at the beginning of the game when you when they intercut between abby and ellie so there's if you just had the choice it would have been i think for me a lot better experience storytelling wise so i uh, i got to the abby part and i was getting tired of the game I wasn't getting tired of the story. I was getting tired of the monotony of murder. <laughs> and the the game does push that on you, right? Like, like it, it it tries to make you feel that. And and we yeah. we said that, or you said something earlier, Neo, where you said that that the game made you made us hate somebody, but you didn't, you didn't say Ellie. And when you said that. Mm-hmm. No, you because you as the player after you know playing the first game, presumably you love Ellie. 
you love Ellie and Joel. Those are your those are your friends, right? You know them. Are they from the first? Well, they're supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like you, like you, they make you mad that Joel is dead, right? Was, like was, that's that's I was a very so not mad that Joel died. <laughs> no, not, well, okay, the, the game tries and the game forces the emotion on you of Joel's death, right? Like they make you try I, I and know. feel his death. I thought it was it, it was really contrived. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Like, but like yeah. I was. Of all the things that I was when he died, I was not sad because he murdered hundreds of people in the previous game. Oh yeah, and that's you know honestly, what I mean. Like, like that's that is another point that I think both games try and make. There are no good people in the Last of no, Us. No, nobody is good, and they even sh- and they even ruin Ellie's innocence in this game because she murders literally everybody. <laughs> See, that's interesting yeah. because like if near okay, <clears throat> so there's no good people in this game. There's no good people in this you know world world right i think that's what i think that's what makes it so much more frustrating because yeah there are no good people in this world but you you have identified with these two people these are your protagonists these are the people you care about because they they might be murderous assholes on some level to somebody obviously of course (laughs) (laughs) but you know these are the ones you've identified sorry that's my daughter in the background if you can hear um we're identified with these people and to introduce a new character that you're going to be stuck with for many hours in such a, you know, I want to say absurd way, you know, it, it's not the best way to introduce a character. Let's put it that way, you know, because like the last thing you're going to want to do is spend a lot of time with this person. And especially when, they, especially when that time you spend with them isn't actually pushing the primary narrative forward. You're just getting backstory. You know, so to the event that happened. If I, if, I, if I may interject, if that's okay, let's, let's talk a bit about Abby's section of the game. Because you get introduced to her in this hor- this like horrific way, right? She murders a beloved character, and then you get to play as her. And what they end up doing is is this is this is what's up. Well, let's explain to the audience that there's a giant gap of where you're playing as Ellie, trying to chase her down, murdering Correct. a ton of her and people Ellie, of Abby's Ellie's, people. Yeah, and Ellie's section ends with her killing Owen and, and Mel. You don't know you as Ellie. You don't know who these people are, right? I, like you just you kill them. Oh my god, I killed a pregnant woman. You go back to the theater where Jesse is and everybody, and then uh Abby shows up and goes like, "I gave you I let you live and you wasted it." Like that's like her big line there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Dude, right. And I, then when I got the to days that point, were set. Yeah. When I got to that point and saw Ellie murder this pregnant woman and fucking Owen, who I didn't uh, Owen I you don't know them at that. I thought Owen yeah. was a dick, but she was a pregnant woman. When I saw her fucking do that, I was like, I don't like you anymore. You're a piece of shit. Yes. I was and they're, not and they're happy at that point. They're actively, yes, they actively <laughs> try and make you feel that, right? Like, they try and do that to you and to Ellie. <laughs> but that's the worst part, because, like, this, this game, like, really does feel one-sided towards making you hate Ellie, because Abby is, like, get, Abby actually, okay, Ellie feels bad for killing a pregnant woman. She's like, I had a killer. It was she, my only option. She did. <laughs> Abby is like straight up like, oh, she's pregnant. Oh, good. That's great. Yeah, because like, so, like, now she wants revenge on the death of Mel, right? Like, that's like her, in, like, in that in moment, time, right? you know, yeah, in that moment. But it's Abby never feels like a human being. She feels like a Terminator, you know, sure, I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure. like with the way she looks right now. That's she, has, she has a, a Sarah Connor look from T2. She definitely sure, does. Yeah. All right. Well, wait, let's let's talk about Abby's section of the campaign, because this this is by far the most controversial one of the more controversial parts of the game, right? The game 
in Seattle day one and two of her section of the story, right? Because it breaks it up. Ellie's section is day one through three, and then same with Abby's. In the the whole time you spend with Abby, it shows you who she lives with. It shows you her life, um, how she got so jacked. They show you the big gym complex that she gets to have access to. It introduces you to her dog, Alice. You see all these. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was you, a you dog see- I killed. I killed yes, that dog. <laughs> Ellie kills that dog. <laughs> I know. Um, but you spend so much time with her, right? And then you spend... And you, you learn about Abby's personality, who she is. You get flashbacks with her, right? You, you get introduced to her father early on. Then you get flashbacks to the hospital, right? About, about what happened. Hold on. Right. So, they, go ahead. they made me play fucking fetch with the dog I had just killed. What the yes. fuck? They are literally pulling the emotion out of you. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what the, the game was doing, right? Like it's oh, pulling the emotion out of you to make you kind of feel bad for your actions and feel empathetic empathetic with abby at the same time because by the end of abby's campaign you you get the joel moment right like she meets uh lev and yara in the middle of the in the middle of her story and these characters almost represent ellie in some cases uh from the first game right. um yeah, they do yeah yeah and and she she starts to identify with these characters and their their sense of like not belonging anywhere anymore because the Seraphites and other faction in the game um, end up abandoning them and y- Lev and Yara save they save each other essentially in this moment where she's like getting hanged and stuff um, and then for the rest of the game you you become like attached to these characters um, and then I don't I don't want to ch- jump around too much but there's the the big scene at the end of day three for Abby where I, I think this is by far one of the best set pieces of the game. Oh, it was the, which my it, favorite set piece of the game. It was it's where you go one. to save Yara, yeah, in their village, and the WLF also invade, right? They, they, they're also invading, and that's a turning point for Abby. That's a huge turning point for Abby, because in, that, in the time of, of, of those three days, she ends up betraying her own people to save Lev and Yara, and those are, that's literally the same act that Joel does at the end of the first game. He betrays the fireflies to save Ellie for yeah, maybe yeah. for maybe for selfish reasons, right? Like in, at the time. Um, and then by the end of about the end of that, she learns about Mel and um, Owen's death. And of course, Yara dies as well in this in this in this section of the game, too. But see, like that betrayal makes a lot more sense for Joel because you've established his the relationship. Yeah. Um, whereas with Abby, it just feels kind of like on a whim. Yeah. You know, and that's so that really that no, kind of fell flat. Yeah, you know? you're right. We have way less time with with Lev and Yara than we do yeah. with Joel and, uh, and Ellie in the first game. Yeah. But like, it, that, you can see it, the parallels they're trying to draw, right? Yeah, no, but, yeah, but, but, yeah. But hold on, but hold on. Is that true? Because remember, we've determined by our gameplay save file times that this is double the game. Mine was twice the amount of time I played on the first game. So when sure, I got when I got to her part of the story, I played a whole new game. That's the way I interpreted it. I'm like so, in a different game now. Yeah, I mean, so like maybe that comes down to a pacing problem, right? Because we've literally jumped between two characters, mm-hmm. multiple flashbacks at this point, right? Like we're like multiple flashbacks in, and yeah, that's like where the the problem of the pacing comes in. Um, I the will, way they try I, to like I, spread it out. I was telling you earlier, like I was bored with the Ellie part, but then I got to the Abby, and they did the changeover. And I went, mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening right now? I'm like in the, the end of Fight Club. 
Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I, this person, I get to play now as this person, and it recharged my interest in the game. Like, I was yeah. I, I was checking out of this game. I was like, this is so fucking boring. I'm still I'm doing all the same shit, and it's just going to end? This is going to suck. And then, yeah. then they did that, and it recharged me into wanting to play more. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that. That's that's not me expressing an opinion necessarily on the second part. I just know that when I got a chance to play as Abby, it, it was like, oh, a whole whole more game. That's now it's it's interesting to me again. I can tell you, for me, the first day of Abby did feel like a drag because I, it felt like I got so far with Ellie, and I'm I'm waiting to see the culmination of them. Oh, I Abby see, and I Ellie, see. Abby and Ellie clashing again, right? And then. Um, it reset again, right? Like, so like, I'm like, uh, okay, I guess I'm playing all three days again. Cool. Uh, so I definitely feel that. Yeah. It felt like a mountain to climb. I'm not gonna lie. I I wasn't like deterred from playing the game, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh, we're going to do this again. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. All right. So I have to go through all this to get to the next part of it. It really, you know, I've heard the comparison or the joke that it's like a 10 hour side mission. And, um, And it, 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 you know, it kind of does feel that way because it's, it's, you know, it doesn't really feel motivated. It just feels like we want you to like this person a lot. It, you yeah, know? I can. And, yeah. Yeah. And it also feels like I this thought- is the game that they really want to make. And this is the game that should have been part two. Abby's section of the story should have been part two. You should never even seen Joel. And the end of the game should have been they arrive at Jackson. And you're like, holy shit, they're at Jackson. And then part three, let all hell break loose. Tell that ridiculous. Tell the story you want to tell in this game, but in the third game, after you've spent 15 hours with Abby and learning that world, you know, mm. like that would have been really interesting, especially if the last level, if the last bit was, you know, a flashback to the hospital bits. And then you actually get to learn who she is and what her connection is. Or maybe, I don't know, that's a really bad way of doing no, it. No, no, what, like, you, what you're saying, you know, saying right there would have, would have worked for me. Like if I started a game with a completely new character and they never told me there, there was some connection to Joel and Ellie, that would have been terrific. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think, I think that would bother me. I think that would bother yeah. me. Really? If, if, they, yeah, if, if they like extended the, the game like that and spread out the conflict and not had any closure after game number two, if you, if we're doing it like mm-hmm. the way that you're suggesting, I mm-hmm. think that would just be like, okay, you're just, you're doing a matrix revolutions right now. And this is really annoying. Like why, why do that? No, but if it I'm did, just using that as like I'm example, saying if, but, it did, yeah, sure, if it didn't start off with marketing that told us Joel and Ellie were in it, if it didn't start off with a scene in the beginning where he dies, if they didn't tell me anything. And I, so just, that's funny. So a game called metal gear solid two did the same thing. So what Metal, what, what Metal Gear Solid 2 did, yeah, people were pissed. What they did was, in all promo marketing material, they showed Solid Snake in, in the, on the tanker in, in Chapter 1, which is his section. And throughout the game, they, they weaved him into the marketing material for Part 2. But when you play the game, the tanker level is like the first th- two hours of the game. And the game shifts. And you play as a character called Raiden for like the next 10, 12 hours of the game not solid snake the main character of metal gear solid right you play as someone completely different and people were pissed that they subverted the expectations of everybody but that's not what i'm saying i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying hypothe- no i'm saying hypothetically if the marketing never contained ellie and joel if they didn't exist mm-hmm. in the marketing and they mm-hmm. said this is last of us 2 with this character named abby and you're gonna play mm-hmm. as her and then you discover at the end that she fucking killed joel or something okay like, 
Like she's you know what I mean? Joel. She's connected yeah. to Joel or yeah. something. Like that, they shift the scenes around, and that scene where she kills Joel is at the end. That might be mm. an interesting way of uh, that would would have been an interesting way of doing it as well. And might yeah, possibly. I, feel, I mean, I look at like look at that. Even more though, I feel like that would be so irritating to play. I see. I don't, I think, I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. I think if you built out the world and you told Abby's story chronologically. And besides the hospital bit, and you built out the rest of the world and, you know, the idea of the cure being lost and, you know, the hordes, which they just kind of mention hordes and you know, nothing really, you know, comes of it, uh, at least not in an impactful way. And, you know, you could have had that game be the second game. You could have had Abby's story be the second game, build it out a bit more. And I think it would have been a really interesting game in, into itself. But now it's smack dab in the middle of this game and like you were mentioning it it cuts it cuts your kind of motivation to play it a little bit because you have to restart and nobody wants to like i mean it's like if you put any rpg and then you kind of walk away from it and you come back and you're like well i have to restart now Do, yeah. you know? um doc can you think of a film that does this exact structure where we go into the film go a whole a bit and then all of a sudden jump back and start with someone else's perspective of that entire event I mean, in the same movie yeah i can't no. think of, i can't think of one off the top of my head i, I think fiction. i think there's tv shows that have done uh pulp fiction yeah pulp kind fiction. of but it's not as it's not like one character than the next character it's it's a yeah. ensemble i mean cast. it's it's a disjoint yeah. it's a disjointed film in some you know some regards right mm-hmm. same characters but they jump around timelines and they jump around different character perspectives yeah i'm uh, trying to yeah, think but they're jumping multiple perspectives so that's what kind of gets you through it because you know mm-hmm. You're not just bouncing back and forth between two, um, which that's what it feels like ping pong. And it feels like, uh, it feels like a bad intercut edit. You know, it feels like a, you know. <laughs> I can think, well, no, no, it wouldn't be exactly the same, but I can think of a, a comedy that kind of does it. <laughs> is it uh four rooms? This isn't a total. Ah. No, this isn't total of a tangent. It's a Woody Allen film called Melinda, uh-huh. Melinda and Melinda. Okay. Uh, Melinda and Melinda is about, uh, two guys sitting at a table deciding how to write a story. And one guy says, that's a really good comedy. And the other guy says, no, that would be a good drama. And then what oh, the, way, the way they tell yeah. the story is they show it as a comedy. And then mm-hmm. they flip. And it's the entire whole thing from a different perspective where it's a, no, I guess that's not the same as this. It's not two different perspectives. It's just a different t- you know, theme or genre for the, the mm-hmm. story. I know there's something out there. I, I can feel it in the back of my brain that yeah, there's like a movie there's some, where they just, and they both meet at the same spot at the end or something like that. Because that was so um, familiar to me when they were like day day one, and I was like, "Oh mm-hmm. shit, we're back. We're fucking. We're about ready." Mm-hmm. One thing that that I would have maybe liked more uh, with that whole premise, if we're going with that, you know, and that's what they decided to do that they didn't do enough of, is I would have liked her them to not be in completely different parts of the city. I would have liked them to take the Abby character through similar set pieces. Like they were just missing each other. And then I would have been able to play like she could have seen the destruction caused by Ellie or something like that. And none of that happened. And I I thought that was going to happen. Well, for example, like as Ellie, you kill, you kill Nora in the hospital. But as Abby, you see Nora, you get, you remember she gets, uh, Abby gets handcuffed yeah. and then you fight the big boss in the hospital and Nora, Nora helps you, but you know, Ellie kills Nora. So like they do cross paths at certain points. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah, uh, reverse time. It's reverse time. You're seeing mm-hmm. it after the fact. Oh, what if, uh, what do you guys think? What, what, what would it have the game been if it would have been Abby's story first and then Ellie? That would have been great. 
You think that oh, would have no. been better? No. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know either. Like when, you start, once, once you cut it and start a new character, it's like, just make a different game. I see. I know. I, I think, well... Well, because like you said, it's like Resident Evil, right? Like you're you're like Resident Evil Two, for example. You're seeing different perspectives from of the same story, almost, right? I think yeah. I think playing as Ellie first is is essential to the story because you 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 want revenge for Joel, and they lead you up to that breaking point, like right right at the climax, and then they take it they they pull the rug out from under you, and then they force you to play Abby, which is the character that you're not you're you're not liking at this point. But I guess what the game wants you to do is like her by the end, right? Like it just wants you to like empathize with her with her side, showing you that her father was killed by Joel and all that. Like, yeah. I I, th- I I really do. I don't I don't think they needed to spread this out across other games. I think this was like, I I think it was fine the way they did it. Aside from the like the weird pacing issues that mm. we're, we all do have with it. Um, even if they had just okay, even if they had just cut the sequence before you went to Abby. Um, when she enters, before any of the action starts, you know, like like uh, just before any of the action hit, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's just so what, weird. What's the action? Point. What are you referring to? Like Ellie? Oh, like when like when Ellie runs out and Jesse gets fucking head blown off and fucking oh, all that shit, all that shit. Cut that out. Nonsense. Cut that scene out. Yeah, you know, like if they had just cut it in a way where we don't get you don't you're not in the middle of an action beat, you know, and then you just you go away. It's like. Whoa. Like, who does that? Show me also, the end. The what happens? Show me the end. Yeah. Cut to the chase. Yeah, dude. Literally, Cause it's, cut to cause, the chase. Yo, because mm-hmm. the worst thing about video games, un, you know, even this is even true of movies now, you know, on a Blu-ray player or on a digital, like you can actually fast forward to the end. Like you could go to the end of the movie and see that one part in a book. Yeah. You could flip to the final chapter and go, okay, what's happening here? Video game. You got to literally play through it. You don't got to work through because they never, the way, give, was- they never give you the chapters ahead of time. So I mean, sorry, but I remember the show I was thinking of. It's Lost. Lost did mm. something like this. Yeah, Lost did. They did a lot Lost. of time jumps. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they were inspired by Damon Lindelof. Who knows? It's uh, possible. Maybe they were, um, they were big Lost fans when they wrote this. So wait, let's let's talk about when you're playing as Abby and you go back and you go to the theater as Abby, like after the whole set piece that you have. Uh, what did you guys think of playing as uh, against Ellie as like she was like a boss, Fucking hate like it. a boss? Loathe that did, did shit. <laughs> Why? Uh, elaborate. It was fucking awful. She was a fucking. Ugh, she was so frustrating. I know she was. <laughs> she was really good. She was too good. She was yeah. as good as me, and I hated that. <laughs> I saw. I watched a lot of people say they let uh, Ellie kill Abby multiple times. I did, you did that a lot. A lot. Oh yeah, a lot. I didn't let her, yeah. but it just fucking. I, know, I spent a while like, oh, you want to shoot? Okay, you can shoot. That's cool. Go ahead, I'm right here. Well, I, I, that's what it. I'm saying. At that part, I was just like so fucking pissed at Ellie. Anyway, I was just like mm-hmm. ready to take her fucking ass down. I was just like, because oh, cause not, not was, for the not for Ellie's behavior, just because you were losing to her. Both reasons. Both reasons. Oh, both reasons. Okay, I was getting checking, my ass checking. kicked, and she fucking was a murder bitch for like like fucking an entire story. I was just mm-hmm. like, what the, why is she so not sympathetic to people? <laughs> you know, I, know. Like, I, I definitely driven by felt, her anger. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. Well, you're great. Uh, I definitely felt like I was playing like um. So this is going back to uh, Ellie's story for a minute, but there's a there's a battle I think in Hillcrest. Where you're in a bunch of houses, and you have, I think it's right after you get your bow and arrow. And as I'm playing with it, I'm like, you know, I feel like Rambo. Man, only if I had explosive tips. 
and then I got explosive tips, and then I realized how absurd this this story is because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this this feels like an action movie. This feels like this should be an enjoyable action movie with a revenge plot mm-hmm. that just gets mauled by just doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's uh, I know I'm kind of jumping around. And I'm sorry, but it, right. it feels like. If I really want to desperately like the story of this game, but it just feels like it really wanted to beat you over the head with sadness and like grayness, and just the ending is. Uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, we'll get there, I guess. But yeah, we're, we're gonna we're talk, gonna about, talk it. about it. Fucking ending. Okay, sorry. Yeah, see, I really liked it, but we'll, we can we can we can get to the uh, the prologue now if you guys want to. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um. So yeah, after your boss fight with Ellie, let's just let's talk about that scene first um there, we talked we mentioned it earlier but there's a scene where and abby gets a hold of dina and mm-hmm. then ellie yells wait she's pregnant and then she goes good right and then she's about to she's about to kill dina so did i, <laughs> I like, yeah i can kill that bitch yeah. and <laughs> in that moment i was like oh yeah ellie killed mel and like you can you can tell yeah. how angry that abby is right you can see you can tell the anger that she's feeling um, and, uh, it's funny though, because in the beginning of the pod, this, this podcast here, I mentioned, I think one of the heaviest themes in this game is the cycle of violence and breaking the cycle. And as, as we watched, we watched Abby continued the cycle of violence in the beginning of the game. And then Ellie continued to per- perpetuate that all that cycle as well. Right. She spent the whole game using violence to get her, get her revenge on Abby. And in that moment that you saw, Abby let go of of Dina and Lev stepped in to stop her. You saw her break the cycle for the first time. And yeah. that's that's the first time we saw the cycle broken. And that and that's where like the game could have probably ended it and then showed you the prologue at uh with Dina and Ellie living in that home, like that, that farmhouse at the end. Um but I'm gonna stop there and let you guys if you guys have something to say, I'll let you guys hop in. Do you wanna go um, first? Any 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 comments on on that on that scene specifically? Do you want to go first, or anything, or anything else? I don't care. Uh, I, I, yeah, um, I, I just don't. I don't think it's breaking the cycle of violence if you have somebody else break it for you. Mm-hmm. It's like it's essentially like being an addict, you know. You know, and if if someone's constantly saying no, don't drink that, you know, you're not actually doing anything yourself. So she's not actually doing anything as a character. She's just being told to stop, like a you know. Like a like a pet, you know. It's like her friends was like, "No, don't do that. That's bad." And she's like, oh, "I guess that's bad." She hasn't really learned anything, right? You know, she hasn't accepted that for herself. Yeah, she's what goes on. I personally feel to 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 support what Doc's saying there. I personally feel that like the only time the cycle of violence actually broke was at the very 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 end, which we'll talk about the end in a second. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, but like that's when I thought the cycle of violence actually stopped. <laughs> For real. Right, because because Ellie, well, because in that moment with with Dina and uh, Abby, yeah, Ellie's Ellie was not satisfied, right? Like she, she did not get revenge for Joel, so we didn't. So you're right. No, you're absolutely right she, there. Like, Ellie that, was like, and, and 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 because of how they established Ellie as a, a murder bot, like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She was the one that had to break the cycle of fucking violence on this right. one. Yeah. Because like well oh. <laughs> Lots of violence did happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ton of violence. I it, it just feels like breaking, breaking the silence of uh, breaking the cycle of violence. I don't necessarily think this game is really about that. 
Um, I really want to. I really. I think they're really going for that. But I, I, I just think that the way the game ends, the way it kind of comes to, no one's really learned anything. You know, it just seems really kind of like hard stop. Okay, like all right, we're done here. Let's just take a walk. You know, let's all right. Um, let's. let's, no let's commu- talk- yeah, go ahead. I was just say, there's no communication between two characters. The two characters know nothing about each other the entire game. Right. They never learn anything about each other. So it's kind of hard. It's like the breaking cycle of violence, what I assume would be through understanding reasons. And when you don't have that, when, you, when each other doesn't understand the, the reasons look, why. Look, Doc, passing the Bechdel test does not require specific characters <laughs> to talk, okay? It's just two women having a meaningful conversation that does not include a fucking having man. a good old murder fight. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if, like, you know, you, if. It's, it sounds silly, but if there had been some way to like get them to know each other in some way, and some on some level, other than you killed my people, I killed your people, there, it, through that alone, there's no reason why the cycle should be broken because all they know of each other is extreme violence. Mm-hmm. So for her, you know, I don't, you know. Sorry, let's let's talk about the prologue then, yeah. like, uh, and what what happens. So after this whole scene in the theater. You, you you jump, I guess, a bunch of months. Dina's had her baby. You're living together. Ellie and Dina are living together. They show you a glimpse of their happy life, right? You get you get this. You play this whole sequence out of a baby really? and really why? I why? Just, yeah. I was like, I hated it. <laughs> I just didn't. I, I the monotony of like carrying out tasks around a fucking farm. I was like, and, uh, and you know what? <laughs> and on some level, that may be the point. Like the monotony of the everyday life, you know, sitting on the tractor with your baby, rounding up the sheep, you know. Like it, uh, it told me one thing, and that's they could have done that just in a uh, something simpler than what we had to do, like go to all the different locations of the farm, or right. They mm-hmm. they told me that there was more story to be told, and that sure. It, but that, that, I feel like clear. they're also like in this moment they're demonstrating to you the life that Ellie again chose to leave because Dina because the conversation that her and Dina had are like if you do this I won't be here when you get back like like the the path that Ellie was was walking isn't one that includes Dina and the the baby which I I don't know the name sorry I, yeah I don't have the name here I don't remember yeah the, and and their kid right essentially yeah or you know her and jesse's kid or whatever yeah. um and you have the moment where tommy comes in right offers offers her like oh we know where she is we can find we can find her and uh dina gets mad and and at first ellie says no nah, that's not i'm not doing that anymore like I'm, I'm done um and then obviously she's not done and she she goes away and then this is so, like, what, what what did you think of the farm the farm sequence? Like that that moment where you where you get a glimpse of her the life that she that she had after. Uh, one, uh, can I either oh, Doc or Felix? Can I yeah. just say one quick thing? I think um, Last of Us Two. If we're talking about mentor fig- figures, Doc, you mentioned that word earlier. I think last if Last of Us One was about Joel becoming a mentor, I think, and, and this is kind of a fucked up mentor, but I think the real mentor for Ellie in this one is Tommy. Tommy's the mentor in murder and death because he takes it. He takes her all the way to the end with it. Like he mm. partially convinces her that he, he they're they're They, they collude in the idea that they have to do vengeance for Joel. Okay. So he's like her kind of her mentor in that he says, he's going to go, but then she says, I'll go They They were going to go together. 
right? Um, oh, in the beginning, yeah. Well, yeah. Tommy like lies to her at the beginning. Yeah, he, he lied to protect her because he didn't. She didn't. He didn't want her to die. So, in, in, in that respect, he's acting as a yeah, mentor. And then at it, the end, he's yeah. her mentor in murder because he's like, "You still have to do this." So, you, so we didn't actually talk. That's funny. We didn't talk about. This. It's actually really dumb of a choice that they made with Tommy in the beginning because Ellie tells him. Hey, no matter what, I'm doing this. Like w- whether you come or not, and then he, Tommy goes on his own, right? And then yeah, yeah the whole, that whole thing is really dumb. It's like because Tommy is like, okay, wait, we just just give me a day, just give me a day, and then you know they find out that he leaves, and it's like, well, she's still gonna, you know, she's still gonna go. Mm-hmm. Why not? just go together and be two murderous badasses but now we got to bring dina it's like i feel like a reason is to have dina come along or, 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 or like to me it's a walking dead writing decision because walking mm-hmm. dead yeah. does that with their characters they split That's them up they split them up to 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 add no i'm not saying it's good writing i'm saying yeah. it's a walking dead writing decision because yeah. on that show very frequently you have two characters get split up just to create tension just you know like they did with fucking carl Carl kept getting lost. He got lost Whoa. all the fucking time. Whoa. Carl, Whoa. always getting Whoa. fucking lost. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. But yeah. on the other hand, another one of my favorite set pieces of the game was as Abby, you're fighting a sniper on the bridge and you fight I your way up. Love that. Right. Yeah. And then your buddy gets like taken out like instantly at the end. And then you realize the sniper you're fighting is Tommy. That was great. And, that was and great. that's, that's, that's like supported by the, flashback of tommy's sniper lessons right for ellie yep, yep, oh, which yep. I, th- I thought was very cool that was a very cool thing that they did and i was like oh shit that's tommy didn't you know, see that, that, that was the whole game and then was jackson yeah <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> i'm sorry but uh no it's fine it's fine um but yeah uh back to the farmhouse um mm-hmm. so yeah and then you you get that moment where she's where uh, ellie brings the sheep in and she has that like ptsd style flashback of joel dying um and that's like kind of when like you knew like oh this is not over she's going to find she's yeah. gonna find um uh abby and, and finish her off and then you get abby gets kidnapped after trying to find the fireflies and all that good stuff um and actually the mechanics at the end of the game which i thought they should have done more often which were they had those chained up um and that's in that like final section of the game they had to chained up like uh runners and yep. whatever yeah, 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 and yeah. You, could re- you could release them and use them as distractions to aid you in that in those sections which oh, i thought I, was like i'm gonna i wish they did that more i'm gonna double down on that shit when i'm playing on the harder difficulty <laughs> oh hell yeah hell there's, yeah there's that spot and the only other time i got to do something like that was the in the tunnels uh and day one when you're with the, uh, when you're like when you first like the red tunnel i forgot, I forgot what it's called. oh yeah yeah you could yeah. activate yeah because they're all yeah you're being hunted by those and they're like oh, uh, yeah. What, yeah what part <clears throat> what part was that when you when you first enter the tunnels, as the Ellie? yeah, as Ellie, like uh, as Ellie, and they're chasing you. Like you can actually just throw a bottle, and all the runners in the, on the level will just attack the WLF, and you just walk right by. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I did yeah. that. I did that. I did that. I remember now. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, but I like the I like the farm scene. I thought the farm scene was really cool. Um, it felt very the end of Hurt Locker, like you were mentioning. That's not over. You know, like she's like I'm living this life that's very dull to me because i'm so uh she's not an adrenaline junkie she obviously has ptsd yeah. but but there is that thing which is like you know bubbling up in her and i, I thought it was cool she, was it, she wasn't in fucking war anymore man but yeah that's not even like, a, and, and she didn't like accomplish her goal either right like she yeah. there could be some sense of like unfulfillment there that 
even though there, there is this like fulfilling life that you are trying to be shown by you know through ellie and dina living in on this farm um you can tell that it's it, she's not satisfied by letting abby go uh, ultimately yeah which you know plays up the end of the game where you're like what the fuck yeah and then you had that okay so then there's that moment where you play as abby for a minute again and you're trying to track the fireflies down and she's trying to rejoin with them um and she gets kidnapped by that that group and then you realize what fat girl fat girl fat Fat girl oh yes you're right (laughs) that is fat girl (laughs) the dude who kidnaps abby and lev (laughs) is like a fat girl arivia oh god yeah he was (laughs) i didn't realize that Fat girl that's so funny um i thought that whole sequence after retrospectively obviously not when i was playing it but i thought that whole sequence where we had to watch abby get captured was unnecessary retroactively we couldn't Mm. she because well because you could have just played the farm with ellie and then ellie leaves and finds out that abby's fucking captured like that's a good point right why would you even need to play the sequence and see her get captured you don't need to establish it yeah we didn't know where she was we didn't know anything about anything with her so she could have just got there and it would have been an interesting story-based discovery to discover that abby was that Ellie would have to now make a d- different decision, <laughs> like you know, right. rather That's than murder. Really good, actually. Rather than murder her, you know, but because we knew that she had been captured, it was like I don't know. That's a really good point. I mean, that's if you remove that out and you find her for the first time like that, that is that would be really shocking because the last time you saw her was super jacked. Yeah, you're ready to kill her. She's all you know, fucked yeah. up and like. Th- then you playing as Ellie, you know, because maybe you're not like me and you're a, a person who really loves Ellie and you're really glad she's a murder fucking robot. Um, and you were like in murder robot mode and you still wanted to go down and kill her. And then you get this shocking discovery that she's all fucking. I still would have killed her. Wayfish. If they give you more agency and they allow you to just leave her chained up and walk away, <laughs> that's the end of the game. <laughs> that would <been> amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this is definitely an interesting, like part of the end of the game. Whereas like, if you want to make like draw a parallel from the first game as Joel, you are not given a choice, right? Like you are killing these doctors. You are saving Ellie period, right? Like that is, that is the choice that they give you. They, well, that is the story that they're putting in front of you. But in this case, you, they don't give you that choice in this case, right? Like, so you you run into Abby and you see her all fucked up. She's malnourished from being like hanging on this, on this cross. And you walk with her slowly to her boat with Lev and there, everything. There were no crosses there. You know, you saw that. You there were no crosses. You projected that there were no crosses. She, or she just she was just tied it, to a post. Like, I don't think it. I don't think it was crucifixion. They were doing there. No, they didn't crucify her. Close enough. She was tied. To, she was like tied to like a post, same right? effect. Like, same effect. But yeah, like yeah. I don't. I didn't see crosses. I don't remember seeing crosses. No, you you may but you may you may you're probably right. You're probably right. Remember, probably making remember coming from a Catholic background, that shit would have popped out in my face. Oh sure. Oh yeah. Jesus. I mean Jesus. Oh no. You're oh, going. No. You're going for the religious subtext now. Uh, the rattler, the rattler. That, that might have been too much. I would have got there and be like, would the rattlers are a little nutty here? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you're you you get into this like this. Ellie essentially forces Abby to fight her right at the end, or she'll kill Lev. Which is, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a reverse of. It's like close to a reverse of the choice Joel had, right? Because if you think if you put Lev as Ellie from the first game, 
which I guess the game tries to do. And and Lev is going to die. And Abby is now going, well, I don't want to fight you, but now I have to fight you because you're threatening the thing I care about. Mm-hmm. And then you have to fight. But now you're Ellie. And you go through this whole fight sequence. Ellie loses his fingers, which we're going to get back to in a second. She gets her fingers bitten off. Because that's, I think that's kind of important to the ending. Ending, um, and what ends up happening is, is you 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 get into like the what's that called a quick time event, yeah, yeah sequence, and it ends with Ellie letting her go. You don't get a choice to kill Abby. It's it's the what it's what the story wanted you to do. I find that weird that the first game required you to commit the murder to save the thing. But in this game, it's the reverse. Like you're, you end up letting go and and giving up, which I think that's a problem with character motivation as well. And I can definitely see how people would would not like this. And part of me was like, well, this isn't Ellie doing what Ellie set out to do. This is not completing her character's journey. And what would you um, what do you what do you guys think of that? Because I'm going to jump to the, the ending ending in a second, but I'll, I want I'll you guys let you to, go first, it, Doc, on that one. It subverted your expectation. It, oh, it sure did. <laughs> it's, it's a, what did you say? What did you say? It subverted your expectation. It, it definitely did. Yeah, that's all it did. Yeah, because I mean, like, like I was saying earlier, it just it, within the within the concept of cycle of violence doesn't end that. It just seems like a random drop. It just feels like. Mm-hmm. And the idea. Wait, are we doing the actual ending? Ending where? Well, yeah, we can get into are, that. Are, are, are we talking about the ending? Ending where she, you know, she's like, not with the guitar, you know, like that ending or no? Well, I was. Okay, we're, we're definitely going to get to that, but I wanted yeah. to use, to comment on the fight itself. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so the fight happens, and you're just kind of like, okay, one, what? Just shoot her. You know, you have plenty of opportunities to kill her. Um, but if we're gonna go down this road of like this weird honorable combat thing, which Joel would not have done, he just would have fucking killed him. Shot I mean, him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everything about that sequence and everything about the, and everything with the story leading up to it does not lead to this ending. It doesn't make any sense. Her, like you said, her character motivations just gone. You would kill her. You know, um, the flashback to Joel in any shape or form would motivate you further to kill her. Her biting your fingers off would motivate you to kill her just out of pure rage. Like nothing about that ending makes any sense. Any sense at all. And also, like I was mentioning before, she knows nothing about her. So what would prevent you from doing this other than her friend? You know she has a friend. You killed her other friends, so that's her only friend now. So, like, you, know, you did. Like, 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 what's the point of this? Like, I don't understand. Right. You know, like any, like if, you know, if any revenge story, it, I'm trying to think of a really good revenge story, like uh, Unforgiven. If you get to the end of Unforgiven, and he doesn't kill him, He's forgiven. That's not the name of the movie. We didn't come here for that. Well, I, mm-hmm. I was going to say anything in the Punisher. Like, the Punisher's Punisher. a great example. The Punisher. Kill, kill Bill. Kill Bill. She kills Bill. Imagine if you went to kill Bill and he, she didn't kill Bill. How <laughs> pissed you'd be. Yeah, wasted two Bill movies. <laughs> and Bill was great. I didn't even want her to kill Bill. That was the beautiful part of that movie. This, on the other hand, I'm like, this chick needs to die. She still wasn't that interesting. And yet, you know, she doesn't die, and the ending is just kind of—I almost could almost forgive everything about the ending if she didn't bite her fingers off. Because at that point, <laughs> you're just in rage mode. I don't even understand that. Like, you, you you know, know. You're thinking of your own fingers. You're like, if somebody bit my fingers off, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> Shit's <laughs> over. Anything with your fingers—it's like four to go. I guess. 
So I guess that's like, it. Yeah, whatever. That's so. <laughs> none of it makes any sense. Just the whole build up to it makes no sense. It's just, it's just there to subvert your expectations and attempt to be like poetic or you know, uh, poignant, and it it just does none of those things except frustrate. It just frustrates you because it's just like, what were the past 24, 24, 20, 25 hours about? I did twenty eight. That's how long. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and, and like and like all the dead bodies behind you, all the blood on your hands. It just seems pointless. And it just, yeah, it's just, it's such a letdown, and it's just such, it's just like blue balling, so hard. <laughs> it's upsetting. Sorry. You're, no, it's okay. Yeah, don't, few, don't Felix, you want to add on to that? Okay, so as I've already declared about myself, this ending didn't subvert my expectations because my expectations, what I wanted of the character of Ellie, was for her to not be a murder bot anymore. Right, I wanted her to end this by not killing that woman. I was like, if she kills that woman, or if I'm forced as the uh, the player of the actor to murder this woman after all of this, th- this character will not be redeemable to me anymore. And I'm like, I want you to give me a shred of redemption for Ellie because I fucking hate her at this point. I hated her because you made me fight against her and she sucked. I hated her because I was getting bored of murdering people as her in, in yep. the first part. And then I get to this and my, my, my want it's, I guess expectation is not the word because I'm not like I'm in, engaged in it or whatever, but I wanted her to not murder this girl. Um, and then, and, and, and this is the thing. I mean, uh, doc prefect has said that he, didn't think Abby developed enough for him. And that's completely understandable because I can imagine that's true for a lot of people, but she developed fine for me because I did a reset when I started her part. I went, okay, I'm playing game two. Like the second, I didn't see it as the same game anymore. I was like, okay, I'm starting over. Yeah. It's like act two of the play or whatever. Right. Act two of the play. Thank you for the recharge. Okay. Now I'm playing as Abby. Okay. Whoa, whoa. You, you let me play fetch with her fucking dog that I murdered like two hours ago. Great. Uh, play fetch. They live in a fucking giant stadium. I didn't know about any of this. This is so cool. You're showing me all these like other things. Then she meets these people and she starts caring for them. They have a relationship. They save each other, all that shit. I start realizing that I like Abby more than I like Ellie because I fucking hated Ellie. I was hating her because she's a murder bot. Um, And I said, if this fucking girl kills this girl at the fucking end, like, you know, the part when they're fighting back and forth in the water, when they're fist Mm -hmm. fighting, I I really wanted it to switch me back to Abby so I could fucking, you know, play as her, not as Ellie. I didn't want to play as Ellie anymore. I was fucking done with her. And the fact that, um, that whole prologue forced me to play as Ellie bothered me. I didn't know the reasons because I didn't know she was like captured and shit. Um, but like, I really wanted to play more as Abby. Like I started loving that character more. Um, oh, wow. And I de- absolutely did not want Ellie to murder her. Um, so it, it met what I wanted. It met my expectations. Um, it's it, weird because oh, I'm sorry. Nick, I go. No, no. But if you were in love, you know, doc prefect, if you were still loving on Ellie and you were caught up in her, mm-hmm her uh, lore that's great mm-hmm. that we just had different perspectives on that but like yeah 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 i got no, you know, i think it's interesting that it's like what the game presents in many ways is revenge good for abby revenge bad for ellie and you know you, you've heard this many times but it's it that's what the game does set up and it does set up everything for you to like abby it does a really good job of making you like abby because it gives you all the reasons to like abby whereas it puts ellie in like these really dire straits which make 
total sense for her character because your father just died. Her uncle just got shot in the face. You know, her girlfriend's father, baby's father, who's also an awesome dude, gets killed. Jesse, you know, you're talking about Jesse? Yeah, Jesse's the best. I fucking I, love him. He's the I, best I, character I love in the that show. Character. And, I don't think game. I don't think at all. I agree with you one hundred percent. I don't think Jesse needed to be shot to to get no. him, to get him out of that shit. Like no. he could have been out of the story in many other nice ways and not dead. <laughs> he did not need to die. It was it just felt like they wanted to kill Joel twice, you know? Because like because <laughs> it's just like oh hey look this guy's awesome. He's like one of the few good good guy characters like straight across the board. At no point is he ever like an asshole. He's really understanding of his ex girlfriend being with his new girl like a week later and having his baby and still cool with it and went to go save both of them. And it's like, what do you get for that? Shot in the fucking face. That's what you get. You get shot in the fucking face. And like this game seems to just be like, you know, this game really had it out for uh, Ellie and not so much for Abby. And <laughs> that's fine. If you want to tell that story, that's cool. I just don't think it's going to be something that a lot of people are going to accept coming off of the previous game. If this was a standalone game, I'm sure it'd be fine. This is for the yeah. audience listening, and this is for you, Doc Prefect. I got to a point in Abby's story where I was shipping for her and Owen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted them to kiss. I wanted them to kiss, bro. Dude, they had a sex scene. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. That I was know. a rough thing. <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> they did more than kissing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, actually, like going back to Abby and Owen, that was an interesting way to show off her relationship because... She lost. She was with Owen, and ended up losing that relationship because of her drive to find Joel. Right? That was essentially like what drove the wedge. Yep. Owen, Owen wanted another life. He wanted a better life that was away from the WLF. And Abby was like, "Well, no, I got to do what I got to do." And then Owen was like, "Well, I'll just have this life with Mel then." And yeah, very interesting. He was a very interesting character. He, they made him very likable. Which I which I liked in the cheating part, which kind of the cheating part on your, on your pregnant <laughs> he did cheat. wife. Yeah, so it's kind of like awkward. <laughs> yeah, like right there. That's something that supports the idea that Abby's a piece of shit and needs to die <laughs> because she no. fucking she fucking he cheated. But she I didn't. I wanted them. She, to get to, I wanted them to get no. together, bro. It takes two to tango. It, it does. Oh, you're right. It does take two to tango. It's for you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked I liked Owen fine enough. His flashback stuff, he was weird. I don't like him in the flashbacks. I liked him in the present day stuff. That was cool. Yeah. Him mm-hmm. as a kid, I'm like, you're weird. It's like Eminem to me. Like, young Eminem was weird. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> also, another thing, who lets a pregnant woman out in a field? Thank you. Fuck, I was going to mention that. I told uh, that out on what? Uh, Mel joins, uh, <laughs> joins Abby on the first day. Oh, and like a and field like, mission. Yeah. And like a field mission, she's like like what like seven months pregnant or whatever, oh, like yeah. eight months pregnant. Who look, does that? Look, Who lets someone like that in the field? No, she gets cleared by the. She gets cleared by a doctor. Like, oh, you're good to go. Can't go. <laughs> Have a good time. It's dumb. Don't get shot. <laughs> Don't get shot or eaten. Yeah, it's like it's, it's definitely so, a Walking Dead writing decision as well. <laughs> oh yeah. sure, I mean, absolutely. Because when Mel died, I, I was like, "You shouldn't have been here in the first place." Like, they want, I, I mean, like, I know why they did it, but I think it's so stupid that they did it because they're like, "Oh, you need to know who Mel is." So when Ellie kills her, you go, "Oh, hmm, that was the person you spent time with." But oh, it was stupid. It, that was really stupid. Uh, Mel, was, not Mel was played by Ashley Birch from uh, oh. Horizon Zero Dawn. Hmm. Yeah. The acting is great. I mean, like, I, you know, as much as I shit on a bunch of stuff, I mean, a lot of hard work went into it. A lot of it's really good. Um, like I said, individual scenes are great. 
just the overall construction is just kind of funky to me. And mm-hmm. actually, there's a lot of character motivation that's kind of terrible as well. So yeah, um, and decision making. Graphics wise, like yeah, top notch stuff, man. Did, did you yeah. want to finish off and just wrap up talking about the final scene that I completely missed? Like, please, let's do it. Missed all that. <laughs> you missed the final scene? No, I, I missed the fact that the fingers thing. I I saw the fingers thing. Yeah, so in uh, the fucking, I saw it in the fight, but like then had no. So yeah, you, in that final you go scene. back to the house, yeah. and you kind of have a feeling where it's going right, and like. It's quiet. Everything's quiet in the house. You walk in. Everything's been stripped away. Dina's not there. No baby. And like Doc said, there's like that poetic nature of her walking away from the fight at the end, losing her fingers. She goes to play the guitar, but she can't play it like she did before because she's missing fingers. Right. And that and that was like one of the last things that Joel taught her. Right. Like so like it's almost as if like that's like a symbolic thing or like a symbolic nature of like well, I lost Joel now for real because now I can't, I can't play the music and the the instrument he taught me. It's like the fucking tombstone and Logan, <laughs> the movie, wait, 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 the, the movie Logan. Yeah, yeah, no, but wait, with tombstone. When she walks up to Logan's tombstone at the end, it's like X. the X finality. Yeah. You know, like you know, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. the last stand for Wolverine. You know. Yeah. See, yeah. What'd you, so, what do you guys think of that? The ending for uh, for Ellie there walking away into the sunset after that. Because uh, Dina left her old art room there, like the, her all, all, all her music and everything. But Dina apparently has a U-hole. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so everything's stripped down. Hey, but um, everything up. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also another moment where they like destroy character. Not to, I don't want to say destroy. That's really heavy. Um, where they go against character that they've already established. Because Ellie in the first game is so scrappy and so like. And I understand this game is supposed to beat her down. But mm-hmm. underneath all that stuff, she's still a really like strong person. She's an incredibly strong human being. And and the idea would just her flipping it over to her left hand to start the struggle all over again would just be the most proper ending for her because she wouldn't just give up. You know? Which I mean, I guess she would because she didn't kill Abby. I guess she she gives up now. I don't know. But prior to that, <laughs> She didn't give up. So I guess she gives up on things now. Yeah. You know, like, She's like, give her a guitar is hard. Learning guitar is hard on its own, you know? I mean, like, so, you know, she like, she's a strong person. She was always a strong character. And to show this kind of, like, incredible weakness by her just being like, all right, fuck it. Fuck that. Fuck my past. Fuck everything. I'm just going to walk away and pretend none of that shit ever happened or be sad about it doesn't really speak to her character in any way. Um, to flip it over... And then you hear her play, try to play a song, but really shitty. That would make fucking sense. And you know the, the story continues. Her story continues in some manner. Well, know? she did. She did try and play a song, and it it was shitty. No, because she only had the yeah. Because she only had the she's missing right, fingers. But if she flipped it over to the left hand, and then tried uh, to play that way. That's what I mean by flipping it over, like flipping it over. To yeah, her left yeah. Hand, he's saying then, like like she's up for a new challenge in life. Yeah, like she's uh, not gonna uh, give up on the memory of Joel. But right, she might have to do it. It might be a little harder to live yeah. with all that. And I, I kind of agree with your symbolism on that one. That would make way more sense to me rather than her just walk away from it all. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think her walking like because last shot is her walking away from the house? 
Do you think that like leaves it open for more of her story? Do you think that's no? That's just that's her ending. Like she's. I done. definitely. Uh, I think I agree with Doc because your interpretation was that she walked away from everything, right? Yeah, I mean, I think if she does come back, I feel her coming back as like a test character from the first game. She's gonna be out pretty quick. Yeah, I think it was so like, a, like a cameo or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I thought it was definitely full finality for her story. I don't anticipate seeing her again. Yeah, I mean, they could bring her back. I mean, I, if they brought her back, it's like, what story are you really telling? I mean, obviously, the whole game is set up to pre- uh, make Abby the protagonist of the third game, like the primary protagonist, and that's going to be it. Um, Ellie, I think I'm, I, I'd be shocked if she came back. I'd be happy if she came back, but I think just with that like dour ending, I think that that's just the, that's the end of her story. You know, and, and, you know, they might as well just sort of click her bite her when she walks into the like, woods or whatever. You know, she's immune, so that's impossible. I mean, like you just fucking rip her throat out. You know? Oh, just yeah. kill her. Oh, yeah, yeah. You sure. know, like fuck it. You know, damn, um, that's dark. Anyway, fuck, I mean, what is, she got nothing else to live for. Can't yeah, you're right. Her. Lost her family. Lost her family. No Dina, no Joel. No I guess, um, nah, There's nah. other women in the sea for her to find. <laughs> it is the post-apocalypse. It is a hard, it is a small ocean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, I, uh, you know, I've already uh, divulged my feelings about the Abby character. But I know exactly what I'm about to say, what it means. It means what Doc was just saying about the ending. But I got to the end, and then I was like, oh, so there's a finale for Ellie, but not for Abby, bitches. (laughs) Well, Abby's Abby's finale was she got to leave with Lev to find the fireflies. She got to leave with Lev, but I said, where's the final scene with Lev and her somewhere else safe, right? Mm -hmm. But then, you know, exactly what Doc said, she's the set. That's there's no need to see that scene because they already planned to have her in the second game, but provided the hate on her doesn't like fucking derail that. Okay. But like, but no, but if this was the last game, which I don't think it is, um, I would have liked to seen like a final scene where Lev and her are somewhere and they just have a conversation, you know, about something, anything, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. whatever it's four, four months later and there's Lev and her like doing their thing, you know? But I definitely think I agree with Doc that she's going to end up being a char- a main character. Now, in regard to Ellie showing up in another game, I, I kind of wanted it while we were playing this. I wanted there to be some kind of tension that forced them to come together. Uh, that seems hack, mm-hmm. but I would have been very comfortable with it. <laughs> like, yeah. I would have been final. I would have been okay speed. if there was a fucking yeah. nasty ass protagonist or antagonist. I meant. Um, that the two of them had to fight together. Well, they had one, right? The the pl- the people who kidnapped Abby, right? The, the rattlers end. with bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I'm and talking then, like yeah. somebody that that takes the story into the next game, where the two of them have to fucking come together, and that game is played. And they you know. they could have done they could have done that at the end of this game, where I, I know. And they did. where they yeah. free her and they have to break out or something, right? Together, but but going along the lines of what I think. I think their plan for this was, I think their mm-hmm. plan was that these two women have to work out their shit for what's going to happen in the next game. That's what I think. Uh, I don't, mm. I don't have any facts to, I know. I that. think it'd be so weird if they brought these characters back into a conflict with each other again, not a conflict. Just, no, just, no, just no, to make no, up. no, like yeah. the very beginning of the next game, the two of them cross paths again and fucking have to go on an adventure together forced into it. I guess hmm. that's like a buddy comedy. 
I find that really hard when she bites your fingers off and this girl walks away unscathed. No, yeah. I, I mean, it would, no, a doc, it would need, I agree with you. It would need a shit yeah. ton of like story writing, work. You mm-hmm. know, story work that may, makes it make sense. But like, I think I, I, I'm just saying my, I, I, I feel for the characters and I want those characters to kind of not always be against each other. You know what I mean? Like I, that, yeah. that's just, it's not related to whether they did the story well or not. It's just a, a hope for me. You know, that's it. I agree with you hundred percent. I think that it would have been really, like I was saying earlier, like the idea of them understanding who each, who the other person is would have been a really interesting way to get through this story. You know, rather than it being like you learning about the WLF and then like, you know, the, um, the scars into you learn, you know, the quest is to like understand who this person was. I mean, would a third you know. game doc where they both do that and they discover each other's histories and they both learn that they're not assholes or maybe they both learn they are assholes and they're friends mm-hmm. with each other because of asshole them. Like if that, <laughs> if that ends up happening, like would you, would that redeem the second game as this, as if the but second at, game at the same time as, as like the viewer and the player of this game, like we know they're, we know who these characters are now. Like right. we, we've seen Abby's, we've seen Abby's character. We've seen Ellie's character. Like, I don't know just I, I think I think part of the point is that Abby and Ellie are strangers, right? Like uh, essentially, yeah. they are strangers, and that's why that that almost drives the conflict in some cases. But we, the player, are not strangers to the character. They make us know Ellie. They make us know Abby. Like dri- driving that between them, that just that just I guess that creates a new plot line. It creates a new thing to happen. But well, yeah, you know, like, actually, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you saying that actually brought made me think of something it, it made me realize that another issue with this game in terms of storytelling and pacing is that they it's passive protagonist abby's a passive protagonist They're, uh, you know um and the, yeah, the only character re- any real agency i mean yeah because abby has agency for the first hour when she when she's trying to kill joel after that she's passive mm-hmm. um ellie is the one with all the you know agency she has she has things to do she has a mission um Go, but speaking to the the idea of a third game, I don't think. Sure, if they do it well, fine. I'm I'll, I'm going to play the third game. But just I, I enjoyed playing the second. Don't game, you, you think know? this is a second act that, that you know, like the middle of the hump in a story arc? Like they they're going to have a, a much bigger conflict they're going to have to deal with if this is a if, if there's a third act to this game. This Maybe I I personally don't. Yeah, you don't uh, think you don't think they're writing three stories. In first act, second act, third. Look, they they could right, like they uh, they could do whatever they want. They could Seems absolutely. Like we could see another one for sure. I would be fine with there not being another Last of Us game, but they probably will make another Last of Us game. Like maybe, who knows? But uh, overall, I I am pretty content with how this this ended. Even though even though I'm not like fully satisfied with the ending, like it's it's an ending, right? Like it, it, they ended it, so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel with a third game with these characters specifically. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think any of the legwork that needed to be done for that would really really need to be done in this game. Because mm-hmm. um, at this at this point, it, it really does. And I'm, uh, this comparison's been made many times on the internet, but this really does feel like a, the last, like a Last Jedi situation where it's like we had one set. Of, and I know it's all the same creators, which is baffling to me. But like, you have. One game, it felt like it felt like they were made by different studios or different creators. 
you know, because this game does so much work to upend the previous game and like kind of retcon stuff from the first game that if they had a third story in mind, I would be really surprised because nothing really builds to a third story other than Abby walking away. That's the only thing that builds to a third. There's no greater conflict conflict in the world. Um, all you have is the WLF, the Scars, and the Rattlers. That's it. There's no... There's, know, there's fireflies out there. There's fireflies out there. Mm. Cool. That's, um, there's a group <laughs> that, that, that they mentioned at the very end, right? That's what, I, that's what got oh. me thinking on it. Okay. They, they were trying to find this group, right? They were trying to find the lost fireflies. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, that's I, fireflies. Okay. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it. It was abundantly clear to me that there's probably going to be a third game, but I started thinking about it a lot at the end. That maybe this was the set, this, the middle act mm-hmm. in, a, in a three act structure, and that these two female characters were being introduced in a tension based relationship first which would lead to a third game where they are doing a fucking like they did with look they already did it with fucking uncharted with Nadine and fucking Chloe. Yeah. Cuz they end up in a game sure. together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's like an offshoot side story game that like it is primary. it is but maybe yeah. they 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 could only had the budget for a side story game with that and then realize that they could get the budget. Do you, do do you think they do DLC like that for this game? Oh, I don't know. They better do Tommy's story. I want to play the fuck out of that. Oh, oh that's a good idea. Yeah, Tommy's yeah. story would be really good. Yeah. And Tommy Day pretty. One, Tommy Day Two, Tommy Day Three. That would be great. Yeah, yeah that would be good, like left behind sized game, mm-hmm. like game. Yeah. And his whole thing is he's going up against he was he primarily going up, do you think, against WLF or do you think he mm-hmm. do you think Yeah, he, he was he was going against the WLF. Do you think he interacted he at all? Crappy. Do you think he had to do you think he possibly interacted with the the uh, the Seraphites? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, probably at some cool. point. Let's just cool. say he did. Yeah, we don't know, so might as well. Yeah, yeah that, well, I think that would be the best DLC right there, man. That would be, mm-hmm. that would be a good one. I agree with that. Hell yeah! Uh, any final thoughts, you guys? Uh, if you want, you guys want to wrap this up. I think I've already fucking said them. You know, like hope for the future. Maybe there's a third one, third act, that type of thing. Nice. Uh, my doc. Only, yeah. my, my only wrap up would, would be like a little bit more complaining. So I don't, <laughs> um, I don't. I don't want to. Do, I mean, cause it's, okay, I'll say this. I think it was a really interesting game to play through. I was uh, when when I was in the game, when I was in it, I was really in it. Like I really enjoyed the action in it. Um, I think you know. I think yeah. I said the action's great. Story. The story kind of like I, I've complained about that enough. Um, I would like to see a third game in this world. I would like to see a third game explore the world. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, that's really it. Yeah, I did say that earlier. I really like the fact that we get to see another city in the world, like more of the world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So other, another major American city or... It I love even see New have, York. It doesn't even have to be in the... Yeah, it doesn't have to be... Oh, Philly. Yeah, you know? Philly, New York. It doesn't even have to be in the United States. Like... If the adventure takes them beyond the borders, that would be actually uh, me and a buddy were talking about this, and we were like, you know, what would have been an amazing sequel to this game if they had just done Mexico City, because Mexico City is so congested. That would have been an amazing location for the game. Sorry, this is a completely random topic, but yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, it's like, a good idea. It would just be amazing, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Well, nice. But in a um, in a world like this, though, like you run into the problems of like, like with no like air travel or sea travel or anything happening how does somebody get to like 
places. You know, like your name is. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, Mex- Mexico is landlocked with the, yeah, yeah, or not landlocked, but like connected by land yeah. to the United States. So that that I'm not talking about Mexico, but I'm okay. saying like if you were to put them in like how how would Ellie, you know, get on a boat and end up in like New, New Zealand, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. or something. Oh, like that. Owen was going to do it, right? He was going to get on that boat. Yeah, he was going to get on a boat. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I'm pretty much in a similar camp to doc like it had the story does have its issues the characters motivations do too i i was thoroughly invested in like what was happening in the game mo- like pretty much the whole time i would say um and i thought the story that naughty dog had to tell was it was it was good it was fine it wasn't perfect i i was in it and then it kind of kind of dipped for me at the end and then i was i was like huh nice sad ending there you go i guess that's that's what they're leaving us with. Well, well, now that your ending doesn't have fucking crazy Christian cross religious t- undertones. <laughs> yeah, I know. I uh, I was uh, weird about that. I must have just made that up in my head. <laughs> I um, I just remember them being poles. But they were just poles. Yeah, they were just they were just tied to poles. You're right. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I'm going to sign us off now, guys. If you're okay with that. Yeah, no problem. Um, I've been Neo Ayoshi. Thanks for joining us on this Cast of Us spoiler cast of Last of Us Two. Say that ten times fast. Um, Felix Hergood, thank you for joining us. Yeah, this is Felix uh, Hergood. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Felix Hergood if you want to watch me live stream games. My primary games right now, I, I will be doing Ghost of Tsushima when it comes out. Oh, we all will. Anyway, we're all streaming that. But oh. uh, my main, as they say, my foundation game or concrete games are uh, the Fallout 76 online and Elder Scrolls online. Those are my two, two mains. So Cool. Doc, where can we find you? Uh, you can well, you can find the Postcast podcast on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, and everywhere else you can find podcasts. Thank uh, you for joining yeah. us in this discussion. Oh, yeah, it was it was very nice having you. This was good. We'll have to get you thank on the main show me. too. Oh, thank, for thank sure. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me, too, man. Yeah, because yeah, you, man. you love talking games. I mean, you and I have been talking. Yeah, I love talking. So uh, you guys, you guys have uh, the Merger Gamer podcast has seen has heard anecdotes about about experiences uh, that uh, that we've had with games but i've never they've really? never seen your face yeah specifically the oh. fact that that i used to have a hobo memory card for playstation 2 that i would put in your playstation and yes. over the course of a semester playing uh vice city i proceeded to break your playstation 2 sure. which i never paid you back for <laughs> i fixed it Oh, you just fixed Ooh. it. Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that is the end of the spoiler cast. We'll yeah. see you guys next time. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to hit the end here. Right. And the pool we go to has um, like theme park water slide grade tubing for a water slide. Oh, cool. Uh, with with pressurized jets that shoot you through it. <laughs> oh, jeez! Is this a public pool? This is a public pool that that people. I'm shocked you chose to do that. Pay for memberships. Yeah. So I get there. There's nobody there in the deep end where the pressurized water slide is. You mm-hmm. know, is open, and I'm like, fuck it. There's no kids in the pool that I could get sick from. There's, I'm, let's do it. So I climb. I, well, actually, I turn to the girl on the gar- lifeguard stand, and I go. Can a uh, grown fat man do the, the slide? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she goes, yeah, go ahead and do it. And I was like, fuck <laughs> it. So I uh, I climb the slide, and I 
you know, I get on it and it shoots me out and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I get right back the fuck out of the water and I go right back up and I realize if I lay down, remember when you lay, when you were younger, if you laid down on a pressurized water slide, you go quicker. So yeah, I, it's like a lay, bullet. I laid down and shot out even faster. It was so fucking childish, dude, but it was amazing. Yeah.